Janet Lee, I just tell you that was superb. And you had a special little way of twinkling that through today that just absolutely stirred my imagination. Thank you so much. And hello, everybody out there. We're so happy to have you listening in. And today is going to be, whoa, <laughs> it's going to be a deep river. And um, <clears throat> we're talking about, um, you know, part four of the astounding revelations of the universe. And it's so very important that God's people know this message. You know, uh, the Bible tells us that everything that is to be manifested, one day will be manifested. And the word manifest is in quite a few different locations of the Bible. And it means to bring to light. So God is, uh, is going to bring the things that have been hidden, the mysteries that have not been known, the questions that have not been answered, the, the wonders that have been speculated but not been able to, to be sealed in truth. He's going to open the book and he's going to help us to understand these things. And, you know, the scripture is... Uh, it's very evident of all of that. For instance, in uh, Colossians, uh, in the um, first chapter in the 16th verse, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And then take a look at, uh, at 25. I want this to be my testimony. Wherefore, or whereof I am made a minister, according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. This thing of fulfilling the word of God is a major matrix. It is a major uh, birth system that God wants to bring to the people of God so that they will not be ignorant. The Bible in one place says, I would not have you ignorant. And, and that is a word that God is speaking today to, to his people. I would not have you ignorant. Now, when the, the word ignorant is used, it does not mean you are dumb, you are stupid, but ignorant means you just don't have the knowledge. You just don't know. You haven't been told or you haven't comprehended it. And so there's nothing wrong with being ignorant. But there is something wrong if a person is ignorant and has no desire to ever change that. And so I am praying today that God's people will, will come into the awakening of the Holy Spirit. You know, because it says here, you know, um, in verse 26, even the mystery... Which has, which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. There is a continuum here, and that continuum uh, from the opening of Paul who said, for now we look through a glass darkly. But this was a prophecy. It was a prophecy uh, connected with John who said the day was coming that God was going to reveal to his servants the prophets 
the seven thunders, the mysteries of the seven thunders. And then when the seven thunders had all been revealed and everything was, was actuated that was in the word and, and, and prophecy and revelation of the seven thunders, then the mystery of God would be finished because it would be known. And knowledge, the Bible says in Joel, will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And we know that the Bible says that the, the Holy Ghost will lead and guide us into all truth. That very statement is an absolutely essential uh, awakening that, that the people do not have the whole truth. And that it is something that even after the Bible, even after the revelation in the Bible, even after the, the, the gospel is preached by Jesus and the disciples, even after all of those things, because Jesus said, except I go away, I cannot send you the Comforter, I cannot send you the Holy Spirit. And so this was an event that was to be after the event of, of Jesus coming to earth, ministering uh, the resurrection and, and the being taken away to the Father's house. And this Holy Ghost was to lead us and to guide us. And Jesus said, I tell you this, you should do greater works than I do because I go to the Father. And the going to the Father was connected to the coming of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost was connected to the revelation of being led into things that you did not know and to enter into the fullness of the knowledge that was to be manifested, which was called all truth. The Bible also tells us that the Holy Spirit would cause us to have a revitalization of memory, to be able to remember things that had been lost. You know, because we live here on this earth, which, which is, as the Bible play, uh, calls it, uh, the, the land of lost memories. And so it is very, very important, uh, you know, that we have that revitalization and that we overcome so that, that we are connected to the information that is out there. Blessed be the name of God. May God open the seven thunders to you today. May God open his, his uh, information that he has put into all the universe. And may it just cause you to be uh, filled with the glory of God. Now, we were into some interesting things, you know, uh, we, uh, and we're going to have some really interesting things today. But a few things that I do want to uh, repeat of uh, what we had gotten into um, we, we had gotten into, like in uh, Psalms 18, because we were talking about dark energy and, and dark uh, matter, and how that today uh, the scientists admit that uh, they only know and understand uh, some part of the 4 to 5% of, of the universe that is visible as stars, asterisms, and, and, and also uh, the aspect of what they understand in quantum mechanics. Uh, but they, they admit that there is, you know, 95 to 96% of the universe that is involved in dark energy and dark matter that they do not understand, they do not know. They do not have the knowledge of that. Now, I adjure you, dear friends and listeners, that by the Holy Ghost, you take a serious measure of the word that I am bringing to you today, 
and, and, and you put that on the harp of your soul. And you reiterate it over and over and over because, because this ministry is being raised up at this time so that this word can get out. Because sadly, but truthfully, many of the, uh, of the quantum uh, uh, physicists are, are atheists and have made it very clear that they do not believe that God is necessary or that God really exists. And that, that uh, as, uh, as some of the famous uh, scientists have said, uh, that uh, creation is just a, a, a spontaneous thing that would happen, doesn't need to have a God. <clears throat> well, I will not say that creation is not spent, uh, you know, spending, uh, it doesn't have a, uh, an instantaneous uh, thing to it, but that instantaneous thing uh, is something that God has put into effect. And uh, so uh, anything that is, is, is spontaneous is spontaneous because God has made it to be spontaneous. And, and, uh, but anyway, uh, we have so much to cover. But we were talking in the 18th chapter of Psalms, and we were talking and reading this scripture, uh, starting in 18 verse 9. He bowed the heavens and came down, and darkness was under his feet. Um, and he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion around about him, were dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. We interpreted last week some, something very, very interesting, uh, how that when it says in the ninth verse, he bowed the heavens, how that a lot of times when people are doing this special sanctimonious type of thing of bowing, uh, they, they will have been standing, but they'll go all the way down on, on, on their knees and, 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 and touch uh, their head to the ground. And so it's like a complete collapse from their height. And we were saying how that, um, uh, you know, this revelation that God has given me a long time ago, how that you can go faster than the speed of light. In fact, there is a revelation there uh, in this um, uh, shriek, uh, streak, streak speed uh, in which you can travel a hundred times the speed of light. Now, I know that would be absolute nonsense to some physicists, scientists, and astronomers, uh, but I'm not too worried about what is nonsense to them because, uh, you know, just recently there was a, a fairly well-known scientist and he said, if this Higgs, uh, you know, if this Higgs particle is not found, which is also called the God particle, it says then, uh, then uh, without that, uh, 35 years of this quantum mechanics will, will go down the wash and, and, and it will just become junk uh, because without that, the standard uh, scientific uh, theorems uh, that are based on all of the business of, of these different uh, new kinds of, of names of, of particles and subatomic particles and, and their spins up and down and all of that kind of unravel, uh, that it will just be considered uh, w without having any authority and without having any 
any, any factuality. Uh, so some of the scientists are alerted. Some of the scientists are aware that, uh, that there is a serious episode uh, of uh, this, this medium in which uh, if you get into this medium, uh, it can become like, like sinking sand because, uh, you know, the truth uh, has a straight line to it. Like in the 19th chapter of the book of Psalms, his line has gone out and, and it goes out across the whole universe. And so that line is a line of truth. It's a line of revelation. It's a line of insight. It's a line of knowledge, uh, that holds all the mysteries. Uh, it's the Akava. You know, it has the Akava, uh, which is the solution to all, uh, all riddles. And this Akava, I talked about it as this special insight revelation in which when you know all the codes and the signs of the Akava and you read the Bible, you are able to see in the Akava uh, a revelation that the average person reading it does not see. It's, it, to them, they read it, it's a vanishing point. But those that have come into the Akava through the, uh, the Holy Manifest Revelation, uh, it is not a vanishing point to them. They, they can see. And I want to share with you, you know, some things along this line that are so incredibly very interesting and very important. You know, almost 50 years ago, almost 50 years ago, I received a manifest concept. And uh, this manifest concept was so far out that... Uh, uh, people just couldn't, they just couldn't grasp it. They couldn't comprehend it. But I didn't let that bother me because I, I understood that in the course of time and in the course of, of the revelation and the Holy Spirit moving upon people that the revelation would come. Uh, I've I got to move pretty fast because there's so much to cover. Uh, but anyway, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll just do, you know, the best that we, that we can with this because uh, it is... Uh, so very, very important. Um, all right. Now, um, here, here's the point that I, that I want to make, a manifest concept. Before the genesis of universal order, when as yet the clock of creation had not begin, begun to tick, in the vastness of the perpetuations of time, God, with piercing eye, looked upon, um, looked upon the pure energy realm of his first domain, which is the heaven of heavens, and, and was saddened because of the void of empty space. Let there be light. Then God was moved with compassion, and his love lifted him to think of creation and, and creations and worlds without end. Furthermore, he said, let wheels of energy fill space with magnets of, uh, magnets of fire. Um, uh, swirling at great speeds and let my will be written in every aspect of substance thus it came to be once upon a star day long ago in the time of the eighth uniworld in the time of this universe dotted disk of the brilliance of matter moved in streams of motion within the body of space the swirl of life was strong and the force of energy prevalent throughout the system emerging generations began to fill the universe therefore many creations arose Principle one, eminent domain. There exists a domain of pure energy, which is the abode of the Almighty God. The universe exists in outer spaces, circumferencing that realm. This universe, if not expanding, this universe, uh, if not expanding into outer space, 
uh, is not expanding into outer space, nor is it closing together, but is spinning involutionally um, about the perimeter of the, do of the domain. The universe, the cradle of creations, where God bursts pure energy spirit for his eternal domain. Now, don't misunderstand that. Um, when it speaks of it in the way it does, and we know that scientifically speaking that right now they say that the universe is speeding out into space uh, that is not what this is speaking of right here what this is speaking about is that that uh, there is not just some random happening uh, with the universe where where it is it, it is going to be, uh, be just going out into space uh, to eventually separate and become a dead universe. Uh, it is basically saying that there is the first domain, and and all that the universe uh, has happening is happening in relationship to the first domain, and so um, the the. Um, the the curve of of space is uh so vast so colossal so significant beyond a measure it is almost a constant state of vanishing uh, to to the mentality of the human mind uh but but once it could be known and understood uh there is the effect of of the stars moving in these curves now these curves are not just like a circle but these curves are more like in involutionary and and so you have involutionary involution and convolution and and so that means that you know, like the evolution is more like the brain in which you have these different curves going different ways at different times. Now, they say uh, that the uh, the the android, uh, you know, as I will call it, uh, universe is is getting is going to eventually in some long period of time uh, clash with the Milky Way universe, which is the uh, universe we live in. And so uh, they, they say that uh, uh, the reason this can happen, which is opposite of what is happening to wh whatever, everything else that supposedly they say is, you know, uh, uh, going and separating and spreading out into space, and yet there's these, these two galaxies, uh, our nearest galaxy uh, uh, to us, uh, and this galaxy, our galaxy, uh, the Milky Way, that are actually coming together and they're going to eventually, you know, uh, crash into each other. Uh, and they say the reason this could happen is because the gravity that is somehow set between these two universes, uh, or not universes, but galaxies, uh, is actually of a greater intensity. Uh, it's gra it is overcoming uh the 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 pole uh to be pushed and separated out into space now that's all interesting and that's all cute and i'm sure that you know uh, it would not be too difficult to sit down and do a mathematical number on that uh but that is not a guarantee that that is the reason but evolutionarily speaking uh you can have things going in one direction and things coming in another direction
uh, passing each other in, in parallel lanes that are opposite of each other. And, and whereas convolutionally speaking, everything is just going all out. But, but you know, the manifest teaches this isn't just convolutionary. This is involutionary. So you have things that are going out. You have things that are coming in. This was written about, you know, almost 50 years ago. And, and so that is the meaning, the meaning of that. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's just very, very interesting. Uh, uh, nothing can be created or emerge forth in the universe that is not potentially inscribed in the soundtron. The soundtron is the uh, smallest wave in existence. And, and, and it has in it the information of the wells of God and holds the potentiation uh, for all the uh, possible processes of, of, uh, of uh, creation uh, that can come forth, uh, which is called, uh, you know, this emergence would be called latilution, L-A-T-T-I-L-U-T-I-O-N. Now, um, a principle uh, uh, four um, um, man, mankind is not limited to anthropodical, uh, 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 ancestry, like monkey, apes, uh, uh, it, it is, um, like, uh, currently the big thing in evolution, uh, but the manifest teaches and describes, um, the, um, uh, various kinds of creature that are um, uh, aquatic, uh, aquatic. Um, they, they, um, like aqua, the, from the word aqua, you know, uh, and they are uh, called the Moran. Now, these creatures have not been discovered yet, but in, in the course of time, I'm sure they will. And uh, Adam, was not the, Adam was not the first man, nor does the Bible make that claim uh, when properly interpreted. Uh, the Bible rather claims that Adam is the first uh, spirit soul man, uh, and, and, and he uh, initiated the offspring of the sons of God. And, uh, and then, I, I'm not going to have time to read everything here, because I, I, I just can't hardly imagine how time is moving like it is. It seems to be moving pretty fast here. But... Um, uh, you know, to to understand uh, the the crystal-lined uh, lattice of the quotum, this is principle five. To understand the crystalline lattice structures of the universe, one must be able to comprehend the quotum of degrees, the quotum of mass, the quotum of energy, the quotum of resolution, and the quotum of all cosmic substances that fall into three categories. Okay, now this is not... This is not quantum. This is quotum, Q U O T U M, quotum, and 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 this word comes from the I am quotum, uh, quoting the uh, truths and the information of God, quotum. Okay, and um, there's these three major categories. One, trit, T R I T, all capital, um, uh, uh, major, uh, the, and this is what it stands for the total, resolute, involutional termination of all matter to the cosmic scroll stage. Two, trit major, the total expanded volume potential of the cosmic scroll. Trit three, uh, trit minor, the total resolution in transit or the total variance potential of the mass or energy lattice trajectories or compositions. And then we go to principle number uh, six, inversion, 
within the wave print of the soundtron there exists an inversion mode reverse re, uh, there exists an inversion mode reversal principle which is the general atomic inversion of all universal matter structures and energy the oscillatory motions of the universe are halted by inversion which automatically is coded into effect at this instant the atomic lattice of all universal matter will begin emitting inverted wave emissions of antimatter frequencies um, during the event of this process of electromagnetic waves of all particle uh, properties uh, uh, all particle properties will become magnetized to the energy uh, focus port, uh, point of the first domain. Repeat that part again. During the advent of this process, the electrovimatic, E-L-E-C-T-R-O-V-I-B-M-T-I-C, all the electrovimatic waves of all particle properties <coughs> will become magnetized to the energy focus uh, point of the first domain. Uh, then logistical rhythmatics, uh, principle uh, seven. Uh, rhythmatics is a manifest of God's geometric design of the universe and the logistical manifest of matter and energy concerning the scale of, of its vibrations, tempos, and accelerations. Uh, you know, so when you take the eminent domain, the soundtron, the aquatic man, uh, the quotum, the uh, the trit revelation included in that the inversion the logistical rhythmatics almost 50 years ago having been revealed uh it is ahead of even science today and and uh, so it's it's very very important so back to uh, chapter 18 of verse of uh, of psalms uh psalms 18 verse 9 he bowed the heavens he came down and darkness was under his feet he, he when you bow something you close it down so we're talking about the heavens, which is talking about space. He, he closes space. So when you close space, you reduce uh, the dimension or, or the measure of distance from one point to another point. Therefore, you make it so that, so that um, uh, travel time is, uh, is reduced to almost nothing because suddenly space is out of the way and you are suddenly there because space, which is um, uh, a... a factor of distance has been bowed it has been collapsed it has been shrunk okay he bowed the heavens and he came down and darkness under his feet now why did he collapse uh the space because he was getting ready to to, to travel uh a hundred times the speed of light and and it says it in verse 10 and he rode upon a cherub and did fly yea he did fly upon the wings of the wind and he made darkness his secret place, his pavilion. And this, this darkness it's speaking about here is dark energy. And there is a whole teaching, uh, Lord willing, within this um, teaching uh, uh, that I am going to be doing, um, uh, and uh, which will be part of this series of the um, astounding revelations of the universe. And I will, I will get to that eventually. But uh, he made darkness his secret place. And then we're talking about the dark energy. The dark energy, his pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. And, and to think that those revelations, you know, are called mysteries, which they still are to this day, even at the height of all the scientific advancement, 
and, and just imagine how utterly incredible it is uh, that, that uh, this, it, this is the case. Now, let's uh, turn real fast to Isaiah 40, 21. Isaiah 40, 21. And we want to get into dark matter here real fast. And then I want to I move on because I have so much uh, to cover. Okay? So, so Isaiah 40, 21. You know, and uh, here's, uh, here's what it says. It's uh, very, 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 very interesting. Okay. Uh, let's look at... Um, um, uh, actually, let's make that Isaiah 40, okay? There's some good stuff in 41 also, but I don't think I'll take the time to read that. I think I'll just uh, stick in uh, Isaiah 40. And uh, let's, uh, let's start with um, uh, verse 21. Have you not known, have you not heard, hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that, uh, uh, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain. Here's the heavens being stretched out as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. So now, we, this tent to dwell in, we're talking about dark matter. So this is the scripture that reveals dark matter. Uh, the, the scripture in, in uh, Psalms 18, 9 through 11 was revealing uh, dark energy. But here we have this, this tent, which is representing, because it's, it's actually a physical uh, made thing. And so, so uh, it is talking about you know, black matter, which is involved in the creative part in which uh, is part of the universe in which people dwell. So, so the, it, it, it has a factor. It has a, a factor. It's, it's, it's part of this um, material uh, that he says he stretches out the heavens as a curtain. And, and so this curtain becomes sort of like a tent, and it has within it the, not, not only the, uh, the elements of dark energy, but it has also the elements of, um, of uh, dark matter. And it's right here, ladies and gentlemen, in the, in the Bible. So, Lord willing, when that time comes that I, I get into that part of the series of the, uh, you know, dark energy, I'll also include the revelation of the dark matter and more specifically, you know, the things that it applies to and that it means because there are so many. Now, going way, way, way back, way back, uh, and we talked about the quotum, uh, I received way, way back this thing. We, we have all of these uh, different laws that... that uh, uh, are in the manifest revelation, and uh, there's this Ohm, uh, capital O and M, Ohm law, and it's called um, plural one, and its symbol is a capital P and a one, and um, and it talks about um, a constant uh, inverted gravity effect or repulsing effect, um, and and uh, uh, it is explaining that. Um, you know, there is a high-density field of pure energy exerted by the presence of the first domain upon all universal matter and, and energy and space. And that this constant is occurring uh, in the atomic realm, but affects the curves of universal space, um, uh, which acts as a vacuum mold effect. 
Now, this was written a long, long, long time ago, before a lot of the scientists came up with a lot of the terms uh, that seem to be somewhat familiar to this statement. And, and so it's, 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 it's pretty absolutely fantastic. And, and there are the revelation in the Holy Manifest of these Ohm laws. And this is just one that I've read to you so you can begin to get the idea of, of some of these things. And we begin to see in this that this dark energy uh, has been created as a medium of space and has become an intervening substance, as I mentioned last week, you know, or, or um, agency uh, for transmitting or producing effects. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Bible's revelation of this is sensational. Uh, God possesses space uh, you know uh, he uses it uh, he is not space himself we're not into pantheism uh, we don't believe in that uh, but he he uses uh, you know this uh, space as a medium uh, you know uh, and as he described it he stretched out the heavens and he uses these these heavens uh, for the work that uh, uh, that he d he does in in the creations, so you could say that, as I said before, God holds the universe in the palms of His hand. God breathes in the medium of the space of the universe by M's Holy Spirit, and is always travailing for creation that can be raised to 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 live free from matter and to develop a consciousness that can commune with the I am invisible God. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, in quantum theory, Q-U-A-N-T-U-M theory, it says no object abides alone. All things depend on connection with other influences. And there's much truth in that. And I wish that all of the scientists really understood and believed that uh, to the wholest extent. Uh, they would understand how connective that is to God, you know, because uh, they're big into the, you know, into the uncertainty principle. And um, uh, that uncertainty principle uh, means that uh, as soon as you observe something, it changes from being one thing to becoming another. And uh, they even go on with that to say that, um, that, that if you, once you, you see an atom, then that atom connects with you and you connect with it and there is a forever connectedness there and, and that's called entanglement. And one atom can connect with another atom. But they say that, you know, like when you look at, when you as a physicist, astronomer, look out at the universe to try to see what is out there, you don't see particles, you see waves. But, but they came to understand that these particles can be that pardon me these waves can become particles especially if you observe it then you can suddenly uh be able to you know see with uh, certain kinds of helps uh these particles and so uh you know the the law of physics then says something has to be either a force or a wave to affect anything in the in the uh in in the physical uh universe so there's a lot of ideas out there, a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, things that, uh, that people are just beginning to see in, a, in an interesting uh, kind of way. I think it was interesting when Einstein, uh, a very long time ago, said, imagination is more important than knowledge. 
he understood that there was so much that had not been seen, so much that was a mystery, so much that had not been understood. He began to understand that that uh, due to, due to that, uh, that that the the greatest part of understanding and having an insight to that knowledge uh, might have to come through imagination. Uh, imagination can be pictorial insights that come almost as a dream or a vision in your mind, but as a result, actually do lead you to to uh, truth. <coughs> okay, so we're just gonna keep moving here you know like uh, we talking about imaginary uh, there's uh, we, we talked last week about imaginary and numbers uh, for a long time uh, they did not accept imaginary numbers as as having any um, uh, reality contribution uh, but it wasn't too long uh, that as they begin to dealing with imaginary uh, uh, numbers and this uh, uh, claim uh, to uh, bring about uh, uh, real existences by numbers that they then have had to accept it. But there's all kinds of different uh, kinds of math that are, uh, you know, uh, very unusual uh, from, you know, what has really been considered as to be, you know, nominal or real math, uh, real numbers. Uh, there's transcendental math. Uh, there's... Um, which uh, without that, uh, they were never able to be able to uh, square the circle. Transcendental math helped them to be able to square the circle. There's virtual reality type of math, as we said, imaginary math, abstract math. Uh, you know, uh, many, many, many other unusual types of math uh, that have uh, you know transcendental. Uh, aspects uh, by being able to pr to provide uh, a a irrational numbers uh, in an abstract virtual reality type of way uh, that uh, helps a person uh, to understand uh, e uh, even uh, quantum uh, reality. So, um, uh, you know, the point I'm making is people have got to stop saying, got they have to stop saying, you know, uh, we don't need to know this or or uh, there's no way we're ever going to know it uh, because uh, their, con their, their concepts of complex numbers uh, to, to determine real components, uh, you know, uh, in the end will only be found to add up to imaginary components and, and uh, that the uh, various uh, magnitudes that are selected out of that for getting uh, it down uh, in particulars as to the polar angles uh, is going to come from calculations that they thought could only be used for, uh, for one purpose and discover that, uh, that it brings them into derivatives and into other dimensions uh, that they never even thought was possible. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, how do you find the real axis? Uh, how do you find the the vectors that really represent uh you know true rotations how do you get into transform values uh how do you go beyond uh, uh you know uh, uh fractures uh factor factorials and 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 all that kind of stuff uh uh, how do you get beyond recursion informational processing? Uh, how do you get beyond linear transformation? Uh, you just have to open up until the, until the Word of God 
And believe me, God can take you beyond any fancy scalar type of math. He can take you beyond any kind of special uh, mathematical mapping. Uh, he can open in your mind transformations that 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 sit on top of vector des uh, designations and and their scalars and their sine and uh, sine and cosines and and uh, make them look like they're they're just uh, babies in in the revelation of matrix orthogonal uh, revelation of, of 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 true divine vectors so there is a spiritual prestige there is a uh, incredible opening God wants to give. Uh, this is something received in the Holy Manifest Revelation. Electrovimatic waves of the Soundtron. Um, uh, uh, see, electrovimatic waves of the Soundtron. When the uh, amtristic wave of the Soundtron is triggered or strummed, it, it, its release produces the exact opposite effect of the electrovimatic wave. Um, uh, now, there is the amtristic uh, wave, and there is the electrovimatic wave, and they are like opposites. Uh, but, you know, opposites have to be, uh, because sometimes you have a side to something, and you don't just want a repeat side uh, opposite to be exactly alike. You want something that is a different side, and this gives you a different angularization, it gives you a different look, a different appearance, plus it also provides a, a different component reality. And, and so, uh, in electricity, we know we have to have both positive and negative. You know, if you don't have that, you can't have electricity. And, and so, uh, opposites have their place, and that doesn't mean that they are evil, just because they're opposite. And this is important because, as I said, the amtristic wave relates to, well, as I hadn't said, but I was going to say, the amtristic wave relates to spirit energy, but the electrovibatic wave relates to physical energy. So you have to have one part of you that can recognize and that can have connection to, to uh, you know, physical uh, reality, which there is a true physical reality, and there is there is an infinity of that of that physical reality, even though it goes through uh, cycles in which it becomes high density and then it's taken out of the high density back into another universe. That total uh, uh, overall uh, uh, travel from one state to another state to other states uh, is all part of, of the the um, continuum. Uh, of an infinity, which is a physical infinity. And there is a spirit or spiritual infinity, which is the heaven of heavens, the first domain, totally pure energy, uh, you know, uh, situation. Okay, now, um, uh, I don't, um, you know, I don't want to uh, uh, freak any of you people out here with uh, some of these deeper things, but just before I get into uh, some of them. Let me just uh, uh, read a couple things here interesting to you. Um, there are more books that I'm going to mention here, but this is to help some of you find these that uh, some people have said, uh, how do you find these lost books that it mentions in the Bible? Well, I wanted to give you a list of some of them. It talks about the book of Nathan the prophet, and that is mentioned in First Chronicles 29.29. 29. It talks about the book of Gad, G-A-D, the seer, 
and that's in First Chronicles twenty nine twenty nine, and it talks about the book of wars, W A R S of the Lord, and that's in Numbers twenty one fourteen. It talks about the book of the Acts of Solomon, which is not available in First Kings eleven forty one. It talks about the book of Jasher, J-A-S-H-E-R, in Joshua 10.13, and in 2 Samuel 1.18. It talks about the book of the law of Moses, Joshua 23.6. It talks about the, the prophecy of Ahijah and, and, and Shilonite in 2 Chronicles 9.29. It talks about the visions of Idu, the seer, I.D apostrophe D-O, the seer, in Second uh, Chronicles 9.29. Um, so there's more than one book that's mentioned in, in Chron- Chronicles, Second Chronicles 9.29. Uh, the book of Chronicles of Judah in 1 Kings 14.29, the book of the Chronicles of Israel in 1 Kings 2.19, the book of uh, Sh- uh, um, uh, Shemaiah, um, uh, 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 the book of Shemaiah, uh, or <laughs> let me get that straight, um, uh, the book of uh, uh, uh of the prophet, um, uh, in Second Chronicles twelve fifteen, and the book of, of Jehu, in Second uh, Chronicles twenty thirty four, and the role of Barak in Jeremiah thirty six thirty two. Or pardon me, that's yeah, that's right. Jeremiah 36:32. There's other books also, but you know that is uh, hopefully just to help you. Now, a recent uh, particle physicist uh, who is alive and uh, uh, one of the particle physicists that worked uh, with CERN on the Hadron uh, Collider that is uh, 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 quite a few miles uh, of length and is spread between uh, France and Switzerland, uh, made a statement, and I thought it was interesting enough to read. He says, Human beings were not put here simply to eat, multiply, and die. We were put here to create, discover, and wonder about the things that are bigger than us. I thought that was really, really neat. In Second Peter 1.4, it talks about divine nature. And and uh, what we have to understand is um, divine nature is not uh, 100% uh, separated in any fashion from uh, the natural uh, consequences and and, and uh, uh, metabolism of of nature in the physical mode. Uh, you know that's why God can take just a cow from out of the field. And then by praying on it, the prayer is supposed to change something in that cow. So he becomes from just a regular pastured cow, he becomes a holy cow. And then he's, he's sacred enough to be able to be offered. And he becomes the food of the Levites, which is the tribe that uh, spends his full time just, you know, uh, working on, uh, on the religious spiritual things. And and so so the divine nature then we must understand is throughout the entire whole, na- whole universe, and as divine nature can also be involved, uh, so that it has a position, a place in the physical realm, 
then that is not not it does not make it difficult for us to understand how that dark energy and dark matter uh you know which is you know 95 plus percent of this universe and how that the bible claims you know these these are factorial with god uh these are uh equilibriums uh these are actions uh these are are uh, you know Yerman Thummim uh, inputs uh, that that God is using to uh, create and to put His message throughout all time and, and space, and we have to understand that the Bible tells us if when we search for it we can find it that there is no place that God is not, and so the word for that is that God is 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 omnipresent. Omnipresent means like what the scripture says. It says if I if I fly away and I go to the highest heaven, thou art there. If I go to the lowest hell, thou art there. There is no place that you can go and 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 not find the the spirit of God. The spirit of God fills the universe. Uh, it's in different levels, you know. And and David well understood when he said, "Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell." He well understood uh, the different uh, applications of hell and how that they can mean different things, and uh, everything from meaning just Hades, you know, as uh, the grave, uh, to the Tartaru, which is is the garbage burial dump that is perpetual for burning garbage, and how it has an application uh, sort of consigned to mean something similar to purgatory that Catholic Jews and and how that there's upper and lower Hades uh, because there's the, the 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 lowest hell can't have a lowest hell without having a higher hell and and uh, you know you get into all these terms uh, and they have meanings and you know it's meant for you know God's people to to know and to understand uh, the Bible says in Jeremiah 23 24 can any person hide himself in a secret place obviously they cannot why because it says that that the Lord fills the heaven and earth I mentioned this last week uh, Jeremiah 26 by his spirit he has garnished the heavens and and we talked about how interesting that word was and how that we could uh, we could uh, glorify that we see the 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 uh, scripture in Isaiah where it talks about um, the um, uh, the curtain that is put over the heavens and and the, the, this this is like a tent and we know that the tent was used for the an operation uh to represent uh the the uh the, the holy of the holies and and although it was a physical expression it was still used uh, to represent a physical expression of a higher order that represented a heavenly pattern of heavenly things and and just from the fact of the connectedness of influence of going from something that was physical representing something that was spiritual uh you had a connection of the physical and the spiritual and this is a kind of entanglement if we want to use that word of a connectedness so that you know uh calling those things that are not uh that are and those things that are as though they are not uh, it's a way of inverting uh the atomic nucleus and inverting the atomic uh you know uh, uh, uh signs of 
negative and positive. Uh, and and it, is, it is an opening of the minds of God's people that is happening in this day and in this moment to bring uh, people in, into this uh, wonderful revelation. And in Jeremiah 26, 13, you know, uh, it says uh, his hand has... Uh, that that his spirit has garnished the heavens. So this word garnishing, garnishing, uh, you know, uh, corresponds to mean to be made beautiful. Uh, it's lofty. Uh, it 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 talks about uh, you know um, this a glistening that that it represents a glistening. And so as we we get into those kind of revelations, uh, we can begin to understand uh, how that that uh, we have 95 to 96 percent admitted by the scientists that they don't know what it is and and yet there is something there that is absolutely <laughs> beyond the beyond and, and if we try to put god out of the picture then there is no way with all the quantum mechanics with all the math uh you know that they can by any means uh, understand uh what the universe is because they are not using a full equation they're only using a partial equation and so in Acts 17.28, when it says, In him we live, we move, and have our being, we begin to understand how incredible, wonderful that is, how beautiful that is, how awesome that that is. Uh, we begin to understand, you know, uh, the, the scripture in James, uh, you know, um, 2.26, when it says, uh, the body without the spirit is dead. And we could consider this not the human body. We can also consider it the, the body of the universe. That without the spirit, it is dead. It is, it is the spirit. Uh, the scientists have a problem, as I said last week, with the word spirit. They have a problem with anything that sounds uh, like it has something to do with God. They, they want to just, uh, uh, you know, move through the, um, uh, the, the numbers of their math formulas and somehow make that math formula to be uh, the power of God, uh, 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 not the God of gods, but uh, the God of their mind that mathematically uh, can develop all the consequences of all the things that happen. And it's not going to be revealed that way. It'll never be correct. It'll always at some time, sooner or later, be found to uh, as missing the, the whole truth. So that is so absolutely important. Uh, so we begin to see that, that this universe is dead if you don't have, have the configuration of the divine nature of God imbued within the physical universe. It has to be a part of the physical universe. And, and without that, consciousness is not possible. Consciousness is not possible without the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit imbuing that kind of an action in, in, in the mind. Uh, you know, you, 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 you uh, do not have consciousness in the sense of the depth of consciousness, that you are aware of who you are, aware of who other people are, aware of who you are not, and aware that there is a God. That is a very special kind of identity and special kind of, of, of uh, consequences of understanding that uh, must never be sold short, and it makes us uh, uh, distinct. And that's why in Job it says, the spirit of man goeth upward, which means eternal, but the spirit of the beast goeth downward, which means they are temporal. They do not have that kind of consciousness. Okay. All right. So... 
as we begin to, to see these things, uh, then it really becomes important to us in Matthew 13.38. Matthew 13.38, where it says that the field is the world. And, and when you look up the word world, it is the uh, Greek word uh, cosmos, which means uh, universe. And I mentioned that last week, but that's so important. It's got to be mentioned again. Uh, as we get into all these different fields, uh, they have consequences of being able to be dealt with mathematically. And, and, and so, yes, we can use math. You know, Jesus did, and, and the, the terms were used in the beginning. Let man multiply, you know, multiply, subtract, addition. It's all in the Bible. It's mentioned in the Bible. Divide. It's all in the Bible. So for people to say, I don't think math is of God, you don't even know what you're talking about, you know. Just best thing to, to, to close down the, the, the yapper and open up the, the ears and listen to what God has to say until you get this word, you know, down into your heart. <clears throat> now, I, I mentioned the word heart. Isn't that interesting? I should take a minute and, and I should talk to you about the heart. Uh, this really will fit here quite interesting as we start uh, getting into this idea that what people think they know they don't know. And what people, um, you know, refer to as being relative uh, and associated of and connected to, many, many times they are close to 100% wrong. They just don't have it down. And, uh, and they try to correct the, the Bible, and, and sometimes when it says heart, it does mean mind, but sometimes when it says heart, it does not mean mind. And uh, so we'll talk about that just a little bit, you know, because uh, those, those things are, are important. Now, there is a, a constant of information that flows into the environment of our minds. And the thing is, we cannot understand, we cannot interpret tra or translate this information and the vast amount of it by using the ordinary senses of our, of, of our, of our minds. We have to use, you know, the extrasensory type of, of knowledge uh, and spiritual knowledge to really be able to, to pick that up because uh, that is just how it is and there's no question about that, you know. Now, scientists generally have believed in just local effects in physics and uh, they have a problem uh, uh, sometimes even with their own revelations in quantum mechanics and physics uh, and uh, even uh, Einstein uh, when they came up with this uh, entanglement thing, he said, whoa, he said, that's a spooky action at a distance. And he was talking about the implied quantum theory of entanglement. Uh, so there are things that have, that have always uh, bothered them uh, as they start getting into these interconnected things uh, that seem to have separated uh, quanta as implied in modern quantum theory that, that differentiates from uh, all of their uh, spectrums of how it should happen uh, ideologies. Uh, but, you know, the fabric of reality, uh, you know, and as I said, the very medium of space itself uh, is, is going to ha turn out to have effects that are, are wider, uh, that, that are far more involved 
that are far more extensive uh, than anything has anyone uh, has ever seen by physical revelation, and and so uh, we we begin to understand something totally different when the scripture says the earth has heard the corn and the corn has heard the heavens, and how that that there is a connection between plants. Uh, there's a connection between flowers and spiritual things. Uh, it, it is something beautiful that just can't seem to be uh, understood by the average guy on the street. And, and God is calling, calling for that average guy on the street to, to start to look at things a little bit different. Let's talk about the heart. Now, as a whole quantum system, the center of a human being would really be considered related to electrodynamics of the heart. Uh, you know, uh, let's, let's just compare here. Now, um, I'm reading a little article here uh, that was uh, written about heart doctrine. And so this is, you know, scientific output. Uh, and um, I thought it was interesting. I want to share it with you. Uh, it says the heart's EMF, electromagnetic field, is 5,000 times more powerful. Get a hold of it. The heart's electromagnetic field is 5,000 times more powerful than the electromagnetic field created by the brain. 5,000 times more powerful than the electromagnetic field created by the brain. And in addition to its immense power, it has subtle, non-local effects that travel within these, within these forms of energy. The heart generates over 50,000 uh, firm to Teslas, a measure of the electromagnetic energy, compared to less than 10 uh, firm to Teslas recorded from the brain. Can you get the difference? 50,000 compared to 10? <laughs> to less than 10? Come on, this is between the heart and the brain, the difference of, of this, this operation of electromagnetic energy, which is a major energy. You know? <laughs> wow. Okay, the heart is the largest source of biophysical energy in the body. In, and uh, itself is a, a quantum computer. In fact, for, varied, sig for various significant reasons, the heart is the center within the physiological life. Uh, the heart involves energy and information that comprises essence or soul of who we are are. Okay. Uh, the idea that the heart is the center of psychology of the individual instead of the brain would indeed revolutionize uh, our understanding uh, of, normal super, uh, of normal and supernormal psychology. And yes, it would. And it goes on and it says, um, it says, the heart is a thinking, feeling, welling organ with profound energetic influences on humans, uh, uh, psych psychological, emotional, and physical life. Uh, it says continuing, re continuing research will reveal complexities of a conscious heart that our brain cannot yet imagine. The heart is a primary energy center within the individual. Wow. So, so people think that because you've got physicians and you've got brain surgeons and that all the answers are known, that everybody knows everything. And when the Bible talks about, you know, wicked heart and, and, and all these various things about the heart 
And people say, oh, well, you know, the Bible is just outdated. <laughs> is it now? Uh, what is outdated is where human beings are and, and uh, that where, you know, they think they're going, but they're, they're not really there, you know. Okay, so let me, let me move real fast through. This is a little more complicated area here, but hang with me. Don't fold up and, you know, get uh, dried up on me. Um, we're, we're talking about this astounding revelation. And, you know, there are prophets out there of, uh, of, of the universe that are into physics. Uh, they are physicists. They are astronomers. And some of these are, are atheists. And they're basically, you know, being prophets and, and, and speaking exhortations that uh, make uh, just physical life the God. And, um, you know, uh, but, you know, God, God is, uh, is, is going to deal with that. And God is going to raise up, uh, the Bible says, when the knowledge of this Lord, <coughs> the Lord covers the earth, you know, and that people are going to dream dreams and have visions and, 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 and uh, all kinds of people are going to become prophets. So there's a lot that's getting ready to happen. Now, this Higgs bosom, we want to talk about the, uh, his Higgs uh, bo uh, boson uh, uh, God particle. We want to talk about that, uh, you know, but let's go on for a little bit. If an, in, if an invisible background field, here we have the word field. Remember Jesus said, the 13th chapter, you know, the field is the, is, is the universe. Uh, if an, in, an invisible background field exists uh, permeating empty space throughout the universe uh, uh, and the elementary particles can interact, uh, such as electrons and quarks and composite particles like protons and neutrons, uh, then uh, it basically it, it is saying that uh, there's no reason why a person could not uh, consider this being able to put into physics so that you can understand it in a mathematical way. Well, that is in fact a fact, you know. You know? <laughs> this was interesting. I saw this uh, on one of the... Uh, the internet uh, uh, advertisings. A black hole was recently seen being ejected from its host galaxy at several million miles per hour. They saw where the, the force of the galaxy somehow just took that black hole that was in the middle of it and just by the force of its nature caused that black hole to be yanked out root and all and tossed out into space. <laughs> I thought that was incredible. Do we think we know anything yet? Do we think we know all the answers? Come on, people. The only way we're going to know is by the Holy Ghost. It's the only way people are going to know the universe. There's, they're finding new things happening every day, you know. They are fine, everything. So how do particles get their mass? And therefore, uh, <clears throat> why do, do galaxy planets and even human beings exist? Because without mass, uh, we don't exist. Planets don't exist. Stars don't exist as we are. And there was this delicate balance that had to happen 
between uh, you know antimatter and matter. And in this case, a, a matter had to be dominant uh, by a certain extent uh, for there to be the galaxies and stars and 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 humans, uh, you know, uh, uh, evolve. And and so it's very very interesting how that all of these things that when they begin to say by this narrow margin, uh, you know, this multi millionth of of, of an inth. Uh, that that was all there was for the differentiation of us being or not being, uh, to me, makes it very, very clear that there is encoded uh, an informational aspect into the fabric of the universe, which is this dark energy, which is this dark matter, and, and it has coded, as I read to you in the Holy Manifest Revelation, about the codes of the reversal uh, and inversion of, of the universe, uh, whenever that is called upon to to become inversed and that these laws are there so that even when the universe goes into this lump of, of density that there is already in that lump of density the information for when that universe will be stretched out and expanded again into another universe uh, it's it's just a, a continuum that is there that has been put there uh, by uh, first off the the will of God and, and, and the input of God and second off by the experiences uh, that have happened within the universe that are then recorded as, as memories of, 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 of events. So, <clears throat> you know, that, that is incredible. Now, there is an estimate that has been made that, um, that 10 with a, uh, a superscript 5 uh, Google years from now that most massive black holes that ever formed will have evaporated into photons. And that all sounds cute and everything. But the fact of the matter is, it is also known that neutrons may separate matter and antimatter in a way that eliminates gamma activity. So when they look out into space, and they say, we, we know where a black hole is, or we know where, where certain things are, because at the edge of those stars, or at the edge of those particular, uh, you know, uh, uh, physical, uh, um, you know, dimensions, uh, there will be, uh, uh, you know, a gamma uh, uh, trace of, of, its, uh, of, of the effect around about it and so then we will know that that you that dark energy is there that dark matter is there or so forth but that's not a guarantee because uh neutrons uh, in a certain positional uh, uh method uh, of uh, a mechanical uh, we could call it action uh, as it's being uh, moved by by coded derivative information uh you know uh can can Cause there to be a separation of matter and antimatter uh, in a way that will uh, that will eliminate gamma ray activity, and uh, so if gamma ray activity is eliminated, then they're not going to be able to use that as a guarantee. Okay, excuse me, they're not going to be able to use that as a guarantee that they will always have the insign of the gamma rays to be able to tell them for sure something is happening, something is not happening. Uh, it's, it's just not going to be able to be depended upon. 
and and that is very important. So, uh, uh, neutral anti-hydrogen, for instance, is unaffected by by, by electrical and magnetic fields uh, that are sometimes used to trap and charge positrons and antiphotons. Uh, you know, which within a few seconds. Uh, the anti-hydrogen uh, hits the trap walls and and uh, and is annihilated. Uh, uh, but let's let's go on. Anti-hydrogen uh, atoms are electrically neutral, neutral, but the spin of their component particles produces a magnetic moment. Now, because they produce this magnetic uh, moment, uh, that that uh, begins to show that that. Uh, uh, there are there are subatomic particles that have spins a certain way and and that operate uh, in a certain way uh, that um, can suddenly uh, suddenly uh, apply to having parallel spin states uh, uh, so e even though they give different kinds of examples to try to show that uh, Certain things uh, can, as in the Pauli exclusive principle, be of a nature they cannot change. They cannot guarantee that there will not be changes. Why can they not guarantee that? Uh, like, for instance, they might say, uh, you know, two identical fermions cannot, uh, cannot um, you know, exit at the same point, or exist, rather, exist uh, at the same point in space. And and uh, and they can make all kinds of mathematical, uh, you know, adjudications of that. Uh, but you know, although they they say that they can't uh, be in the same space, uh, there actually are always differentiations. Uh, like for instance, uh, uh, you know, um, these can exist at at different points in space. Um, if um, the the uh, eigenstate uh, uh, is is differentiated uh, and so that the conservation uh, uh, math is 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 not applicable. Uh, like for instance, uh, a quantum state uh, can be spread around uh, so that they're uh, uh, not concentrated and and they do not appear as a single state. Uh, I know that gets to be a little bit. Com complicated sounding and everything, but I have a reason for getting into this, and you'll see in just a little bit. It'll be pretty interesting if you hang and hold. <clears throat> so, um, uh, when we start seeing all these different names of subatomic particles, and all you know the quarks and the ups and the downs, and you know all these different things, and, and believe me, I'm not knocking that, but. But, you know, like when you start smashing something, like if you smashed a rock and you did it exactly the same way and the rock was exactly the same shape, you know, uh, then uh, you could actually reach a point where when that smash effect takes place, the, the pieces that would come off of it would be exactly of the same type. Uh, uh, you know, and in the same geometrical figures or type of, 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 uh, of components uh, because of it being smashed with a certain amount of speed, with a certain amount of force, and, and them being of a certain type uh, of the kind that was smashed. And, and uh, so I, I, and this is not meant to make fun, but I was saying, okay, let's say, for instance, that, um, that someone smashed a worm 
W-O-R-M, worm. And then you had the head end came off separate, the middle end came off separate, and the butt end came off separate. So, you know, uh, you could call the, the, the head end, you could say, well, it, ha- it, it squirms up. When it, when it is broken up, it goes upward. Uh, the middle part elongates. So, so, you know, you can have, like, you've got the up quarks and you've got the down quarks, and, <laughs> you know, and, and the, the middle part, uh, you know, it squir- the squirm elongates, we'll call it an onga. And you can give it names like they've given all these different particles names. And then you say, now the butt end, it, it's a down squirm, or you might say down, down spark, uh, uh, you know, down quark. Um, and, uh, so, uh, you know, um, you just, you know, you, you, if you break, if you break those parts one more time, then you might end up with two squirm ups, two gagas, uh, which is the middle part and two down squirms, which is the butt in part of the worm. And you could just go on. I mean, almost forever, uh, you know, adding different terms and different meanings to all these things. And it's sort of like that uh, physicist that says, if they don't find the Higgs bosom, um, you know, or, or, or boson, uh, they uh, might as well take the last 35 years of physics and, and toss it. Uh, you know, I, I think we're going to be amazed at, at some of the things that will not apply and, and how that, uh, you know, they, they have just not understood the full measure, the full reality of of everything that you know God is really doing, really wanting to do, you know, and and uh, we we um, we understand that uh, there is a field out there, and that, that that this field is the world, and Jesus is recognizing it and letting us know that uh, that field, you know, is the whole universe, and uh, it de- definitely is something that that God has has made and and planted. And has to do with. It's not some minor mode. It, it, it's, it, it's a you know really 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 big factor. So so uh, uh, as we we begin to as we begin to see this that uh, that, that these realities are so so incredible. Um, it 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 just is it just is awesome. Uh, you know to to thank God and praise God uh, for His revelation. Uh, for opening up these spiritual laws that are greater and deeper and more revelatory than the physical laws and uh, and understand that there, there are aspects of those laws that that we can recognize we can we can you know uh, take them into uh, into certain respect and and we don't doubt that uh, but uh, uh, I, I'm I see that I'm just uh, running out of, of, of Time here before too long. Well, I got quite a bit of time yet, but but let me let me let me get one more technical part, and then I'm going to get into some more interesting scriptures and more uh, uh, easier things to understand. Um, there's a revelation that I did uh, from Numbers. I think it's the 21st chapter of Numbers, and it's about um, you know the medical snake, the 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 symbol that is uh, that's called a caduceus uh, that represents. Uh, you know, like like the doctor's oath and represents medicine and healing and so forth. And and in that revelation, I actually showed 
that what seemed to be one thing was not was not what it was at all, that they used two different names to represent this the serpent, and that one actually uh, was was um, uh, was the the seraph, which actually represented seraphim. And it actually ends up being on the, this pole with a seraphim angel having his head, pardon me, having his foot upon the head of the serpent. And, and that was what was supposed to actually go on this, this, uh, cadu- you know, this uh, caduceus. And, and how important that was to the fact that uh, there is just revelation that has been missed and they have taken out the spiritual aspect of God. Now, when you go back, way, way back, you know, uh, in, in, into chemistry, uh, I had this revelation through, that was connected to the, um, the revelation, uh, you know, uh, of, for healing. Uh, and and uh, uh, I was given this revelation called chemical equivalent. And um, so that when uh, a person is, uh, you know, using... Uh, some of these incredible gifts of healing that God has uh, given to me and shown me uh, that that there is a chemical equivalent that can be brought up in the body. And, and although you may not be bringing up the exact chemistry of something that the body needs to serve rather as something, say, an, as an enzyme that the body is missing or um, as uh, some... Uh, uh, chemistry needed as a tranquilizer, um, uh, but but it can have it can it can create uh, a chemical equivalent, so that when that is put to- together uh, as a chemical equivalent, then uh, it works just as equal as if it were the actual uh, original uh, uh, you know uh, you know s- uh, substance itself, and and uh, and then. Uh, when we start looking just a little bit at the, you know, the, at the thing of chemistry, uh, it, it's it's pretty interesting because uh, going way way back even to the 1800s, they tried to start putting, uh, you know, some of this um, chemistry uh, reactions, how that chemistry reacted uh, to other chemistry, and how that sometimes these reactions were so fast uh, that. They were just shocked how, how how immediate that they were, and they considered that uh, there was an affinity uh, that was a constant property of the substances, uh, and they had all these different ideas, you know, where they were they were wondering if it would be possible uh, that uh, these affinities uh, could be reversed uh, in a kind of uh, chemical reversibility, uh, uh, but it, they discovered that it seemed to be theoretically uh, forbidden. Uh, and so they thought, well, that's just not possible to do. And they began to come up with these uh, various kinds of math, like uh, capital CA, uh, capital C, capital O, uh, sub 3 plus uh, 2, capital N, A, capital C, um, 1, uh, arrow, capital C, A, and this means equaling this. It, it, the the this the the CACO becomes CAC becomes CAC C one sub two, plus the two and uh, the C one becomes NA two CO, and so they find that 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 there is this um, this change, and this was dealing with sodium carbonate uh, that that. Uh, uh, ca- that that caused reactions to take place that were not 
reactions of chemistry to chemistry, but just reactions that took place in nature, and and it was the re- and, and it was the inverse of anything that they had ever protect uh, ever projected or expected, uh, and uh, it just uh, you know it threw them for a loop. They just didn't know what to think about that, how that could be uh, you know be possible, and uh, so um, as they went on with this, uh, with their chemistry and with their forces and effects and their science and their mechanics to try to, you know, uh, figure out that how the two chemical forces could assert themselves uh, and, and cause a composing or a decomposing or, or an acting or a reacting uh, and, and how that there must be some avoidable or unavoidable necessity that regards these forces uh, together if one is to find a quantitative expression of these forces. Anyway, they come up with the, you know, this idea of using the substance, and, and I'm, I'll be through this in just a jiffy, an active mass and concentration uh, that was able to raise the power of the experiment uh, that that they had had tried. So uh, a capital P, uh, P plus a capital Q with with reverse arrows going both ways, uh, turned in to be a pew apostrophe, capital pew, uh, P apostrophe, with a plus and a capital um, Q apostrophe. Now, now this was definitely an advance, even numerically speaking. And and and, uh, and what are they really discovering? Are they really becoming geniuses in in you know the the thing about uh, chemistry? <laughs> well, I mean, it helps where they're going. But what they're really discovering is God has codes. And God has plans, and God has imbued these codes uh, into the fabric of the universe, and and is it, the Soundtron is written in every every uh, uh, part of the universe. Now now, uh, when we were uh, talking last week about the Higgs bosom, uh, and that was in chapter nine that we took it from, which was uh, extremely uh, chapter nine of um, of Psalms which is very, very interesting as we talked about the sila and the, um, uh, you know, and, and also the, uh, the, 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 the Higion uh, in, in um, chapter 9 where it said, uh, the Lord is known by the purposes of his creations which he executed are of his creations. And, and and the wicked is snared in the work of their own hands, Higeon, Sila, and we explained how that these two words, Sila and Higeon, and we noticed that the spelling of of Higeon, H-I-G-G, has the same spelling as Hig, uh, of the Higgs particle, which is the God particle, and how that. Uh, not to try to prove some uh, set in concrete fact, but to, to just to show that uh, there is something uh, very curiously interesting about that being in the Bible and how that, that the, these were actually musical terms that denoted, you know, uh, when something was to go into a rest or when something was to go forward. Uh, and so that, that uh, like uh, I call the... The, this uh, the Higgs particle, the God particle, you know, uh, cousin, you know, cousin uh, to to uh, the Soundtron. Well, why do I call it that? Because I say <coughs> that what the job of the Higgion, the Higgs particle is, is to be a carrier, 
a courier. And uh, in the Holy Manifest that was written almost 50 years ago, it talks about these courier waves that were sent out throughout space to carry certain messages to certain parts of the universe uh, for their being made special derivatives uh, of some other energy uh, for the purpose of bringing forth some new transition. And so they were called couriers. And, and that's what I'm going to claim that the, that the Higgs, uh, uh, you know, Bugasun uh, is, the God's particle, that it is a, a courier wave and, and will be discovered to be that. And so because of that, it becomes very, very useful for being used uh, to carry information. Now, they propose that, well, what, for instance, if the uh, Higgs particle was able to be used uh, and or Higgs wave, however you want to use it, uh, in a way to uh, address it uh, to um, uh, depressing the uh, space, to to minimizing space uh, by by giving the the you know the direction for that to happen. Then it says uh, a person would be able to go out in their spaceships and travel faster than the speed of light. And I was quite impressed that some scientists had come up with that because it, w it was in some ways very similar uh, to my revelation from God on the shrinkage of space and how that this would be done uh, with a messaging agent. And so we have this messaging agent, they say that they have found, and of course it's always been there, and uh, uh, how extensive man will be able to... to uh, use it and to give it give instructions to it and to boss it around that's another question but we know that 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 and the sila are very very the the higion and the sila are sila are, are very connected because the the sila is is like the the intermediate uh that that is that that is um okay you you have the soundtron and you have the soundtron wave so uh i i would say that the the soundtron wave could be compared to the sila, and then the sila as the informational uh, uh, agency that gives the the message to the courier, which is the Higgs particle or the the God particle, uh, to then go and carry uh, that message out to a specific part of the universe, and and uh, and much more can be said or extended on that, but it is definitely. Uh, you know, uh, interesting uh, as we begin to look into the uh, the relative equilibriums uh, of these point uh, uh, vortices that men have come up with, and and all of their uh, spherical contents, and begin to understand that there is what Jesus said that the that the that the uh, kingdom of God is like a net, and so now we are talking the the lattice and the latolution of the universe and how that this this universe is covered with this curtain you know and 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 we begin to, to get into these um, you know uh, multiple line uh, 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 revelations that that entail everything from abstract to vertical to horizontal uh, in these net uh, uh, vortices and how important that that is as we begin to uh, look at the Bible and look at look at uh, in chapter 10 of Romans uh, of the sound which is a transliteration uh, of the word uh, line in the 19th chapter of Psalms and and how that this sound goes out and 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 how that uh, it can actually 
have the power uh, to equal mass so that it, that it can cause mass to form. And how that the line, uh, which is another way of saying the sound, but does it does entail a different geometrical uh, uh, measure and, and, and uh, uh, you know, a form, uh, it can be described as the vortice, vortice or vortices. And so we begin to get to these different strata or dimensions, which is, this is all in the Bible. And I mentioned some of this last week, where the Bible talks in Hebrews about the frame, the universes, you know, the, the worlds that were framed by the Word of God. And we, when we talk about frame, we're talking lattice. When we talk about net, we're talking lattice. Uh, and this involves, uh, you know, everything that incorporates the atoms sliding in and out, the spins, uh, the vectors, uh, you know. It's, it's uh, only the Holy Spirit that knows the spirit of order. And so these things are awesome. Now, we've got things in, in the Bible uh, you know, that are very interesting. And, uh, uh, you know, we've got the hole, the pit, the bottomless pit. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, the these things stretched out. We've got the courier messengers. We've got the, the black, the dark terms. Uh, we've got the uh, Nakik, uh, you know, uh, 53, 57, uh, which talks about you know, all these various things that include, you know, the, the bottomless pit, the without end, the vanishing points, all those kind of things are included within this series of the 5357, uh, you know, like in Jeremiah 1616 and Jeremiah 134. Uh, just so much, it's more than I have time to read. Isaiah, uh, you know, 511, hole of the pit, whence you are digged. Uh, this thing that we are talking about, the hole of the pit, it says you've been digged from that. I mentioned that last week. Uh, it, it, it's too important not to mention again. It's too sensational to not, uh, to not show how that, that very revelation perforates uh, all of the uh, uh, concrete ideas that, that are adverse to it. And how that this information of which we talk about, this fabric in, uh, of, of the uh, dark energy, uh, haven't incorporated within it, you know, the, the soundtron, uh, the sila the code, uh, the, the God's particle courier uh, aspect uh, is so awesome, so beautiful. And that we as, as, uh, as spirit souls by the Holy Ghost can be in contact with the whole universe, with all of the actions of the universe, with all the, the uh, uh, electromagnetic energy as well as the amtristic energy, which is, which is you know, direct vibrational energy from the Holy Spirit, which is higher than electromagnetic energy. Because one, the uh, amtristic is for this is uh, of the spirit. The the electrovibmatic is of the physical realm, and and uh, so as we begin to 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 look at all these different things that that uh, and I don't have the time to get into it today yet, uh, but you know I'll still be able to maybe go over this next week. Uh, you know Isaiah fifty three. I clothe I clothe the heavens, you know and. Uh, uh, all these things that that it talks about are so real, uh, you know. Even the revelation of sackcloth, uh, you know, like from uh, 
8242 out of the Strong's Hebrew Concordance. 82 and 8264, like a mesh that allows, that has the possibility of allowing a liquid to run through it. A sackcloth uh, is another representative thing of a lattice, and uh, and so there is a a tapestry that that uh, that is part of this canopy that the Bible talks about, you know, in in uh, the the scripture I gave you in uh, in uh, Isaiah and the scriptures I gave to you in the 18th chapter of Psalms. So so uh, we are just beginning to open up, uh, and we're stretching out these electrical fields and their electrons, and and uh, the those energies that whiff and. And, and 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 they twist and and uh how that they can change shapes and 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 here's the beauty here's the beauty i want to make sure i get this in how that uh in the end we will find out that there's really just one particle one wave in the end we'll find out that there's just one one uh uh, uh you know, signal, and from that one signal, one shape, one dimension, one wave, uh, there can be many of these different kinds of configurative uh, particles and waves that come out of it. So that so that we have discovered, even in science, that that a um, um, uh, an atom that is uh, belongs to the negative uh, uh, charge can change to become uh, of the positive charge. Uh, that a subatomic particle that spins upward can also spin downward. Uh, that they can change uh, their format, and and uh, they can even uh, jump. Uh, from one particular position where they are into a higher level and 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 this uh, to a higher level which they call this the quantum jumping and uh, but you know these are not to be used in the way that some uh, some groups try to use them uh, uh, <coughs> to make them look like they're some special thing that we are to do uh, in in ways that is uh, not giving credit to the Holy Ghost and what the real factoring of all of that is. So it, it, it is so important to understand that, that by uh, transfiguration, as shown by Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, how that one form can change to another form. And in the 16th chapter of Mark, how that even Jesus Christ uh, on the road to Damascus and on, and, and on his uh, route to Bethel, that, that he was able to change into different forms. Uh, that, that one thing can become another thing. That the invisible can become visible. That the, that the visible can become invisible. Uh, that that uh, energy, uh, just like in Einstein's theory, uh, can become, you know, that, that can become matter, and matter can become energy. Uh, when you change a whole scope of something like that, so that so that all the matter that was in the different forms of uh, of atomic, uh, so it had it had the proton, the 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 neutron, and and, and the electron, and you have all the the the, the negative, the neutral, and the and, and you have the positive, the neutral, and the negative forces all represented, and they're all represented say in 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 some block of matter, but now all that matter is suddenly changed into energy. Once it's changed into energy, uh, those charges may all mingle and just become one thing called energy. 
and so as we begin to understand the swishing and the changing, the transformation, the transfiguration, that's all part of the revelation of God. Uh, we begin to see how incredibly uh, beautiful that that all is. So the massing of objects, uh, you know, and, and the launching into the space, uh, you know, by by the idea of of uh, maybe even the Higgs being able to switch something off, switch something on, and all sorts of other theories and ideas, uh, you know, uh, may just all ultimately come to people finally realizing that um, there is something far beyond ordinary atoms, ordinary subatomic particles, and, and how that <coughs> all these different names are just different variations of the same. and. A universe uh, may be far more electric than ever thought or dreamed. And how that the variance uh, and the greatest derivative uh, uh, of what electricity is, is really from amtricity, which is the spirit electricity of, the, of God. And, and uh, how that there are forces out there that draw, that repel, uh, that magnetize, and they are all used in various kinds of ways that are super incredible and super beautiful. Oh, praise the name of God. Well, uh, I want to get into entropy, but I don't think I have the time except to say that when people say that everything is guaranteed to depreciate and to go uh, into a lesser state of what it was, because this is just a downhill hill trip that all the earth and all the world and the universe will have. Let's not forget that God put into the Garden of Eden the tree of life. So the complexities of what a human was, they, as long as they would be able to take of the tree of life, that tree of life overruled entropy and made it so there not need be a dismissal of the of the form so that a, a prophet of God could say I'm 85 years old I'm just as strong as I was when I was 18 my eyes are as good as when I was 18 my strength is as good as I was when I was 18 because entropy doesn't work when the tree of life is living in you by the Holy Ghost Oh, God bless you. God, cause His face to shine upon you. I pray real fast for the people out there that need healing. Oh, God, reach out your hand right now. Begin to touch these people. Begin to move upon them with your Holy Spirit. As we begin to look into these scriptures and we see, oh, God, that we are to go out, as in Matthew 24, 14, and preach it to all the world, which means all the cosmos, which in that particular scripture shows it as being a part of the earth world and the earth world being a part of the universe. But in chapter 26, 13, it's preaching to the whole world and that verse is 2889 in the Greek and means cosmos. So we have a job, we have a vision. Reach out, oh God, to the people here today and heal them and make them whole. In Jesus' name, amen.